thank you for joining us on Critically Speaking. I'm your host, Cindy Mercer, and we are joined with Jim Hammer again today. He is the author of the book Life Without a Critical Spirit. Good to have you again, Jim. Cindy, thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. It has been a real joy, Jim, exploring this process of victory over a critical spirit and even the thought of life without a critical spirit. And we have taken quite a journey and we have talked about a lot of things. But, you know, we we are on a big journey called life, Jim. Um, We talked a little bit about it in a previous episode that we just can't we can't go backwards. Tell us why today we need to move forward. We can't expect to go forward if we're constantly looking backwards. Uh, we're on the uh, we're on our the shores of eternity, and uh, just mm-hmm. like the Israelites were on the shores of the Jordan to cross over, they turned back because mm-hmm. they didn't keep their focus where it should be. As we keep our focus on the shores of eternity that are just before us, how can we? Uh, go forward if we're constantly looking in a rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just is not going to happen. And in Philippians chapter 4 and also in Isaiah 43, it says, press on towards the mark. Forget what's in the past. We That's can't right. change what has happened in the past. Amen. But the future lies before us, and it's our choice. How uh, do we want to respond to each and every thing that comes before us? You know, Jim, my my husband is a pastor, and I think that he says that more than anything. He says you can't do a thing about your past. Right. All you can do is 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 worry about your future. And so, okay, so we've made some mistakes. I know I've made mistakes in this issue of having a critical spirit. But today's a new day, right? That's right. And I cringe at some of the things that I did uh, or said in the past. You know, mm, but I can't change can. none of that. And but I can change my attitude, you know, not not that I can change it, but the, I can allow the Lord to change my attitude from this day forward. You know, no matter who we are or what we have done, today is a new day. Every day comes brand new with new blessings. How are we going to respond to them? How is our attitude going to be? It's our choice of what type of attitude we're going to have. Amen. Jim, you talk about something that I really love reading in your book, Life Without a Critical Spirit. You're painting a picture, and you've already gave us a little glimpse, but continue to paint that picture. Where Here we are, brinked on the heavenly shores. What is it going to look like without this critical spirit? You know, to me, it has to be complete peace and bliss, knowing that I don't have to be concerned about anything. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I can have that comfort knowing that that, that the Lord is in charge, and no matter what um, is transpiring around me, I'm in control of who I am, uh, control of my emotions as I give them to the Lord, and allow Him to have victory in my life over every uh, every obstacle that is hindering me from having that relationship with Him, mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's really where it's at. Giving the allowing the Lord to have the victory in our lives, in my life, and I can't, um, you know, I can't look at somebody else and say, you know, the Lord's got to change them, or I want the Lord to change them. I got to have to look at myself and say, Father, change my attitude. You know, let my attitude be the one that Christ wants me to have, and Amen. He will do that. 
and and we know that he's already in the process of of healing each and every one of us, especially from the things that happened to us in the past, or yes, the Lord. things that we did in the past that you know upset our own minds for the attitude that we had. But the Lord is going to heal us from all that, and Praise and God. I look forward to that. And can you imagine what this world would be like? What our families would be like? What our church families would be like if we didn't set in judgment of people? I'm glad Jesus is my judge. That Amen. He is, he's the one that I have to stand before. I would sure hate to stand before some of the people I know <laughs> to be my judge, especially if... Uh, in my life that I had lived before becoming a Christian. So, Jim, we're poised on the promised land. Is there going to be any gossiping in heaven? There will be no gossiping, no negative spirit, no criticism, no fault-finding. Uh, it will be just, we will all have the spirit of Christ. Matter of no. fact, uh, we're told that we will, uh, when he returns, we will know him because we will be like him. And won't that be, I mean, we can't even imagine that, but we know it's true because the Word of God says so. And I think of um, one comment that I made in a book. It said, evil speaking really affects more heavily the speaker than the hearer. The very act of looking for evil in others develops evil in the one who is doing the looking. So it affects us as we're looking for evil. And that comes from uh, the book Ministry of Healing that as we look at somebody, matter of fact, we respond to others. If something happens, we would respond to that situation the same way that we think we should respond. So we think others respond the same way. So if we have a negative thought about something that's going on, others, uh, what somebody else is doing, even though they may have the best of intentions, we're gonna look at it very negatively. If we have That's a positive true. attitude, we're going to look yes. at things more positive and look for the positive things in, in folks around us. And I'd rather be around positive-thinking people than negative-thinking people. And, and I know people that when a negative person comes around or a critical person comes around that is totally critical, people head the other way. But when a positive-thinking person comes along, I know I, I, there's a, a few people that I enjoy seeing because I know I'm going to be uplifted, uh, spiritually uplifted, emotionally Amen. uplifted. They're going to encourage me. Who wouldn't want to be around a person like that? Absolutely. You know, that makes me think of just cultivating the spirit of praise because we are more apt to sometimes speak a word of negativity rather than praise. But if we can start in our prayer time asking God for us to, you know, when someone comes at us with something, think of something praiseworthy yes. and and switch that comment to thinking of. I, I know there's a um, I had been reading a story and I really I can't think of the name. I think it was something about blessings. And this person had been so negative for so long. And through a circumstances of events, he decided that he was going to to basically bless somebody every day. One thing a day, that was it. He just chose one thing, and it dramatically changed his life, Jim. I mean, it, it changed him into a whole new person. It, it, it will. As we concentrate now, on somebody, especially on somebody else, encouraging and, and, and uplifting somebody else, 
it changes our whole attitude. And that person is going to respond and say, well, thank you. You know, I, I never knew that. And I really appreciate you saying that. And, and they're going to look forward to the next time they see you. And they're going to remember yes. the encouragement that you gave them. And, uh, they won't turn their head and go the other way, that's will right. they? That's <laughs> right. No, I've seen that happen. Uh, well, I, you know, I've been engaged with different people that were just so negative, and and when I mentioned uh, a particular person to somebody else, they say, "Oh, yeah, when I see them, uh, when I see them coming, I just go the other way." And these are supposed to be Christians that uh, people are just turning away from. How can we be an ambassador for Christ? If nobody wants to, <laughs> if we get get nobody to talk to, uh, because well, of our own do, attitude. Uh, yes, just, and not uh, only do we want to be an ambassador for Christ, think about the legacy that we can leave for yeah. our friends and our family. Um, you know, I'm just thinking about a comment you talk about in your book that Paul likens this this whole journey to to participating in a race. Yes, and the desire is for us to be victorious. And we can all be victorious. Every human mm-hmm. being can win. And uh, it's not like, uh, you know, the uh, Olympics of old, all they got was a, a uh, wreath made out of uh, mm-hmm. some type of plant put on their head that died within a month, probably. And uh, it's not like the Olympics of today, but even the Olympics of today, only one person can get the gold medal. Mm. But uh, what good is that if you haven't got eternity? And, uh, you know, eternity with Jesus, you know, just uh, is not worth it. We can gain the whole world but lose our, our salvation. That is so true. Just ain't worth it. Even if we live to be 100 years old and have everything we want from uh, the time we're born to the time we die, is it worth it if we lose out on eternity with Christ? No, it's not. And I think... In a previous episode, you and I were talking, and and I made a comment. I had seen it, I think, on Facebook or in a devotion, and it was just a simple statement. It says, Satan lost, God wins. Simple as that. It is that simple. We know the end of the story. We We, know how the book of Revelation winds down in the the last two chapters. Christ wins. His people win. Amen. The enemy has already lost. And... uh, there's no, uh, no matter how many times you reread it, the enemy still loses and Christ wins. That's right. And as we stay close to Christ, as we stay connected with him, matter of fact, uh, if I don't stay connected with Christ, I can't really have the relationship with my wife. And then I can't have the relationship with my children if That's I don't right. stay connected with Christ. It yeah. has to be, that has to come first. Christ and me, I have to spend time with him. And not only... Uh, a lot of people think, well, you got to stay connected to Christ so that he gives you things. Christ Christ wants us to take, stay connected to him so that we can learn from him, that we can learn what he's about, what heaven is about, what the, our heavenly father is like. And, um, you know, I think of the one comment when Philip asked Jesus, show us the father. Jesus said, I've been with you so long and you have, have seen me and don't know what the father is like. If you've seen mm-hmm. me, you've seen the father. Amen. And uh, and so often, and, and you know, my heart just goes out to these young people, especially those that have been abused. That's how they think their Heavenly Father is abusive, especially if, if they've been abused by their father, uh, their earthly father. But our Heavenly Father is just so loving and tender and merciful. I just Amen. sent uh, a letter to my grandson 
who was in prison, and uh, you know, he just had a horrible childhood. And my heart just goes out to him. I wish I would have known what he was going through as a child, but um, you know, he had a horrible childhood. But I, in the letter I wrote, that our heavenly Father is not like our earthly Father. No matter what our earthly Amen. Father was like, our heavenly Father is so loving and tender and merciful. And wants to do so much for us. Praise and God. For him. Jim, thank you for sharing with us today. It's always just such a pleasure to continue to hear more and more insights, how we can move forward. We're, we're headed for eternity, and I am so excited. But unfortunately, we have run out of time for today. I want to thank you for joining us, Jim. Cindy, I really appreciate being here. God bless. Thank you for joining us. I'm Critically Speaking. I'm Cindy Mercer, and we will be talking again with Jim Hammer. Thank you so much, and have a blessed day. If you would like more information about Critically Speaking, contact Free Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. 